0: We are live with a completely unnecessary podcast for Wednesday night, December 18th, 2013, alongside my be- be- be bearded said set- and bespectled friend, Ian Ferguson. Howdy. I am Pat, Pot- I'm Pat, I'm Pat Contry, we're your uh, podcast host for this evening.
1: How are you, Ian? Anything happening in your world the past week? I proposed to my girlfriend and she said yes, so that's Yay! pretty good. That was nerve-wracking, but I, I uh... I'm very, very happy about all that, and um, we have no date or anything like that, but it'll be good times. That was a fun story for a different time. But yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Other than that, nothing else has really registered with me this week. Uh, work's been busy because of the holidays. Is your date set for the wedding yet? That's what I said. No date. No date set for the wedding. I've been to a wedding like three, four years, so... And it'll probably be another three, four years. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll try for something this year, if if we can. This year, you have like a week and a half. That's okay, next top. year.
0: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a lot of planning.
1: Twenty four. We, we can rent
0: out the Chris Columbus Hall, <laughs> <hole>, local Columbus.
1: <laughs> nice of Columbus. The, uh, the Tuesday Club might have The a, Tuesday, a, club. Yeah, the Tuesday <laughs> club might have a... Might say,
0: is, is that a totally, like, Jersey thing, Nice of Columbus? Do they even have that in California? Yeah, I think they do Do they really? They, have, yeah. they still have Catholic churches in California? Yeah. so I'm used to growing up in Jersey where was Everyone's Catholic here. No one is, you know. Yeah, a, no, I'm baffled. Everyone's Catholic, including like 50 percent of my family. <laughs>
1: yeah. How about you? Anything fun? No, no. I f- think there's no some big dangerous. things that happened for you today this, this week, though. You 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 finished your DVD. I finished my DVD, and you got these cute little wristbands. I got the cute
0: little wristbands. I got a thousand of them. You got a thousand wristbands. People work up a sweat. Oh, by by enough. ten. Oh God. So yeah, um, I actually completed the DVD from start to finish under two weeks I mean from literally re- re-rendering and mastering all the video files and we're talking like at least 45 videos something like that because 20 NES marathon moments are alone remember right even though those weren't required to be remastered I had to go back and, and make sure they're the proper format for 480p uh, for, for widescreen like getting to that and when you do it and not to get all technical but some of the like uh, pixel aspect ratios change or whatever when you change the project anyway got it all done I, look, I still look like crap. Yesterday I looked like... I put out an announcement video on YouTube. It's out today. I filmed yesterday. I look terrible. The bags are my eyes. I'm You've got a couple gray hairs. I, I, that I, that, I that weren't... That weren't not yeah. is, is, Probably. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's done. Uh I'll probably have it shipped to me by early January. I might have a limited supply at MagFest. If you're at MagFest and want to get a copy. There you go. But pre-order just in case, you know. <laughs> it's always nice to get the pre-orders in. But yeah, wristbands too. You know, they're terry cloth. Like... I mean, I should get a bathrobe man out of that with a giant pixel pad on the chest. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, that's what's going on. I finished my uh, Christmas shopping, and we'll get into topics later about that. Oh, today in the show, this is what we're discussing. I usually do this. Oh, we're discussing Al Lowe leaving replay games and going back into retirement. The NES Remix was announced and launched today. And we'll talk about that and the and a little bit about the future of the Wii where we think it's going to go. We can talk about Hyrule Wars a little bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas and Christmas memories, gifts, toys, games, stuff like that. And as always, your Q&A. Use hashtag CUPodcast on Twitter, and we'll answer some of your questions. And besides that, the DVD, uh, the website's still going nice. MAGFest is in two weeks. We're leaving two weeks from, two weeks in like an hour from now, we are leaving. Wednesday that's, night. That's We're leaving on a jet plane. I scanned and- in my uh, my buttons
1: today and sent them off to the guy, so I should have some buttons to hand out. Buttons to hand out. And, yep, that'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> my four, I might just leave them all at the RetroWare booth and go hide. But uh, I, I'm really happy with how they turned out. Vonnie drew them for me. Um, I'll probably post the original art or at least the finished buttons when, when they're done and I've got some ideas to what they're actually going to look like complete. That's cool. Yeah. And so you guys have to pick him
0: up right here you have to mail him because he's local. I could probably pick him up, yeah. Um so you're gonna be part of three panels. Three? Yeah.
1: Okay, everyone, this is news to me.
0: I knew well, I was gonna be could, part of two panels. You might be on the retroware one. Oh, okay, sure. Retroware, we'll we'll just hang out in the back. So we're both gonna be in retroware. We're both gonna be in video game years live ninety three. I think it's gonna be about eight topics. Yep. Um and then we're, we're all, and then we're all we're we're gonna be on the uh video game collecting 101. Which at this point, I don't know how much time to even think about doing a PowerPoint for that. I'm probably going to recycle what I had. At, I think con bravo. That's a good yeah, way to get people in seats. Hey, I'm just I'm to being honest because the fourth panel is going to be the one that I'm devoting my time and energy to, which is going to be. Do super... you realize how badly you're selling things right now? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Eh, they're going to if they want to see, me, they want to see me. I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to get anyone on the on the on the borderline to come see me or not. You know, uh, you know, we'll see. But the fourth panel is what I'm excited about that. Not that it's been a secret, but uh, we want to make sure it was officially announced and it was going to have the go-ahead and have a proper venue. Uh, but it's a new YouTube project as well as a uh, live panel. Super Riff Brothers is a concept that um, I, I sort of came up with. I had plans to do it with someone else who couldn't do it. So I approached Jared and I approached Brent, my buddy Floss both good guys, and we are going to be uh, riffing on video game, uh, like, kiosk videos, training videos of all types, those free, like, Donkey Kong Country VHS you get, cutscenes from FMV uh, games, from computer games, and lots of other stuff, maybe video game cartoons, and we'll probably even do non-video game related stuff, one of the, uh, I don't want to give away, but one of the videos we're going to do live is not even a video game related, it's a training video, but it's still funny. So that's what we're doing. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a heck of a time. And so, yeah, that's what's going to go on at Magnifest. Magnifest is going to be great, dog. I'm so glad you're going. It's going to be fun. You're very excited. It. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just want to go and play some games, man. That's, yeah, It's yeah, why you're
0: going to spend all that money just to play some games. That's what I'm doing. Let's get into the topics. So this happened about Friday. It was announced kind of abruptly. Um, Al Lowe, the famous creator of the Le- Leisure Suit Larry series, a uh, long-time employee of Sierra. He was back, I think he started there back in like 82, 81, doing other software and stayed until, they, you know, was basically bought out and by the mid-90s and was gone. Um, he left Replay Games, and he said he's going back into retirement, um, which is kind of, a, it's sad for a number of reasons, because the Leadership Larry franchise has always gotten beaten around, unfortunately, by people that had no idea what to do with the property, you know, when the PS2 games, which are largely terrible. Those so. were PC games, too. They weren't just PS2 games. Well, just but but, but yeah. they really didn't have Alo's input at all.
1: No, that's the problem. No one really understood what that franchise was but him. And sometimes I don't even know if he really got what made it so great. But there was a number of entries in that series that were great, and it was because of him. When he was gone, it was basically just turned into you know, uh, you know, a soft porn game when really there was a lot more commentary and stuff going on in those games. There isn't games.
0: that much nudity in the
1: games. No, game. I, that's why I said soft. Even
0: to know what he's soft, though, there isn't, like, right. a lot of nudity. It's but fleeting. I'm saying the,
1: the, the, the important aspect is gone anytime that he's not involved. Sure. Even in something like a remake like this, which I had heard was kind of missing the point. Um, what makes it even sadder is the fact that he... Was more or less forced to leave because of the sex scandal involving the head of Replay, uh, Steve Tro. Is it Paul T-R- Tro? Paul
0: Tro, who um, sounds like a real piece of
1: work. Yeah, real. It, it, I almost don't want to comment on a lot of it until it's all until it's all verified. But you know, the main thing was that he had sent it. he had sent a he had sent a video. Of, he showed uh, a video uh, of a sex act to a minor, and what it was supposedly—and this one's been reported enough to, for me to think it's true—is basically it was it was the boyfriend of a 15-year-old who was having sex with another man, and he s- sent the video at, to yeah. basically
0: to basically get back at her or something weird. Like, there's different stories, but he pled guilty to it. So it's not even alleged. So yeah, it's not alleged. It was like showing pornography to a 16-year-old, and it's one of those weird things. That, it's it's almost like. It's one of those weird states, I think, or one of those weird things where some states you can have sex with a 16-year-old legally, but you can't show them pornography. Even so, it's still just bad. It's just a bad judgment any way you look at it. All right, so today it was not just announced, but also released, which is kind of rare for modern games, even for downloadable games, NES Remix on the Wii U via the eShop.
1: I think it's interesting i think it's neat um i think the main reason they would probably do something like that so quick is because it, it generates good feelings among the fan base that's interested not only is there hey this cool new thing but it's also something they can get right now uh i also feel like it was probably because it was something that they could put together fairly quickly i mean all it is is reusing assets i mean that's all they did sure um and then they put spins on it uh, and it's not something that you would you can well, you can't pre-order. It's not something you can go out and buy for someone as a gift. Explain
0: what it is a little bit. So
1: it it's it 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 takes a number of like the classic Nintendo games. Uh, it looks to be entirely black box games. Actually, don't you do it? Um, you, don't do it. Well, Zelda was in there too. Oh, That's okay, Zelda was. was in there. But not um, just black box games, not just that. Uh, so and it it breaks them up into bite-sized chunks and it switches them around. So in one area it shows, you know, Link playing uh Donkey Kong. And yeah. in another it's you've got to hit a hole in one on a three-par, you know, course in golf. Yep. Now this is out so people who have played it which is not us can already chime in. I think it's it looks fun. It reminds me a bit of the uh WarioWare series of games, which I actually really enjoy. It also looks like it would be something that would Fair way better on a handheld i don't know it it just seems like something that would be more handheld oriented but if nintendo wants to turn the wii around they do have to make certain things that are appealing you know
0: exclusive to that system i by the way i had the nes marathon stuff up i just <laughs> shut it off i restarted the podcast i'm gonna go on. Uh, well, yeah sure
1: um As far as... I mean, if I... It looks like it's fun. I I would probably pay for it. It Depends on how much content is there and if they can expand on it. Like I said, it seems to me it's something that would be more fun on the go as opposed to in front of your TV. Um... Also, I think there are some, and I don't really know if I'm in that camp without playing it, but some that would argue that instead of spending time on recycling your assets and essentially hacking your own ROMs, they could be using that to create something more u- unique. I don't think it's one or the
0: other, though. I don't think it's mutually exclusive that you can't rehash some, some downloadable game that a team of maybe five people worked on or ten people versus new IPs. I don't think it's like that at no, all. No, it, it's not. It's just, it is interesting to see after ROM hacks have come into, like,
1: yeah, it's it've it've become popular to see Nintendo suddenly jumping in on it. Um, that said, if I had a Wii U and it wasn't the holidays and I had 15 spare bucks, I'd probably own it. i picked pick this up if it was on. Now, I'm surprised it's not on the 3DS. Well, that's what I
0: was saying. It's, Very it's, surprised. It's, it's more of a portal thing. If it was on the 3DS, I'd probably buy it. Yeah. Right now. Just think about it, the multiplayer on the plane or just traveling around. And maybe. maybe I haven't even seen there's any multiplayer game challenges. No, that, that didn't look like there was. But Maybe they'll even, add on to it. If it
1: looks to play as fast as I think it does, which would be not quite as fast as uh, a WarioWare game, but still speedier than a normal game, it would be one of those things where you could just bounce back and forth between two people who are sitting next to each other playing portably Challenges and, 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 and see you know who, who who does better. Now, I mean that to me. Hell, you could run it at the same time. You could do a series of them in a row, like a, like a uh, Nintendo World Championships cart and compare yeah, scores. Yeah, that, that's end. a
0: cool part. Is that something? Like is something they can set up leaderboards on the different challenges and things like that. If they that's... do that, then it's definitely very interesting. I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't because it's set up for that. so. So there's twelve different games or game worlds, and then there's I guess multiple. They didn't say how many challenges within each world.
1: Yeah, I saw a couple. I saw the number twelve. Thrown around, I saw the number eighteen thrown around. So I don't know how much is actually out there. So we'll but say I've...
0: at least at least maybe nine or ten for or oh, Well, over a hundred game challenges. It sounds like I have no idea if it's that many. But that I would, would be worth so. it. I would hope So if, hope, it, if, it you hope... A, if it was if it was a hundred challenges spread out among twelve different games, sure, I'd buy it for fifteen. Why not? Ten dollars would be, would be a better price point, especially if it's something the three DS. I jump out in a second. Fifteen for a game that like has mostly ROM hacks and old assets. That's a little boring. It's still fun though. I, like, I'll be very interested to see if there's a demo put out with like maybe I'll give you one, a few different challenges just to see how it plays, how it feels. This know, with... is a spot where I think Nintendo
1: is missing out. I know I've said that Nintendo needs to keep some things exclusive, but um, I think the Vita saw a big boost via cross-buy, cross-play, where if you buy it for the PS3, mm-hmm. you also get it for the Vita. And I think that there's a lot of things... I, I, I still don't understand why Nintendo segregates their, their virtual consoles. Why can you get Earthbound for the Wii U, but you can't get it for the, the 3DS? doesn't make any sense. Not from a technical standpoint, anyways. I mean, it should be doable. Is there
0: a lot of games that you can't get on one or the other?
1: Tons. Well, yeah, that must you, can't, be. You, can't, you can't get your super... You can't I mean, get it must be different servers, then. There is no super... Nintendo. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that maybe when they migrate and make the IDs universal, we might see some of that stuff.
0: When's the target for that, for the universal IDs? It's supposed to be, like... In the new year. I think it's supposed to be. How are they going to link them? How, how are they going to ask you, like, I you guess your password for one or the other? Yeah. They're I are not even I, passwords No, there them. is.
1: I'm sure they'll figure it out. You know, you'll so probably they're... have to actually wirelessly link
0: it up oh, wireless. 3DS, it? you
1: know, with your system. The whole ID thing's stupid anyway. It should just be your email and, and password. You just
0: okay. a login.
1: Every system has an ID. With Nintendo, it's a number. You, that's still, that's only, problem, you still only though. put it in once. I, I know, it's dumb. Anyways, I think it's ridiculous. For instance, they had a sale recently where Mega Man X was on sale for 2 bucks, But only for the Wii U. If you have a 3DS, you can get Mega Man Game Boy for $2. And it's like, the 3DS is totally capable of handling a fucking Super Nintendo game.
0: It's pre- That, to me, is just... It sounds like it's such a low priority for them, which is a shame. It just sounds like it's just mismanagement. Which, right. could, be, which could be a cause for a lot of the Wii U troubles, just mismanagement and just...
1: To bring it back yeah. around, all I'm saying is something like NES Remix should should totally be able to be run on a 3DS. And sure. you should totally be able to do a cross-by-cross play sort of deal where if I buy it for the 3DS and I get a Wii U, I can then download it for my oh Oh, that
0: would sell... I think that would sell a lot more. Well, that's what Sony's
1: it. doing, and granted, the Vita's not doing well, and I like the 3DS more. That's that's a, that's something that I really feel like Nintendo should probably try to adopt when they unify
0: their their um, their um accounts. So, I mean, it, it, at least it's good news that it's something that people, I guess more more so than not are, are reacting reacting positively to this. And Nintendo needs a win at this point. They need a, they need a series of wins. Well they, for the Wii U. They've got in plenty general, for the 3DS. But I mean yeah, okay. We'll, we'll we'll phrase it that way. For the Wii U then. Uh this it started with the new the new uh Super Mario uh 3D game, which is
1: Super Mario 3D wo- World.
0: Yeah, which has gotten rave reviews saying it's like it's like the best Mario game in you know since at least Galaxy 2, you know. Since, uh, since Galaxy 2? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> there's, been, there's, okay. there's, a, there's, a, there's a Mario game every year it comes out. But the point is, it's gotten rave reviews. It has. You deny that? Yes. No,
1: I'm not denying that. I'm saying that Galaxy 2 is the last one that was not in the new Super Mario Bros. series. All the Mario games get wait, rave reviews. And they probably deserve them.
0: But I'm this one saying. is saying, this one is actually like almost like a must-have. They say Go. that every time. Okay. Shut up. The whole, the whole point is that it's a win for, for the Wii U. <laughs> um, and then... We've, we're still not uh, Smash Brothers is, is, is going to be next year um, Mario Kart 8 those are going to sell a lot of consoles but at least Smash is one of those games where since it's it's big in like the tournament scene you know people might buy the Wii U finally just to play that I think there'll be some people that will do that it has enough of the following Mario Kart almost Mario Kart is more like those fringe games where it's like it, it, the, the, the the sort of like in terms of franchises Mario Kart's in the top five for Nintendo you know, it's like that could sell systems. So I don't. The the Wii U is is still obviously it's not it's still shaky ground, but at least there's there's some sort of at least hope for it. Where next year, a full year, year and a half in, they're going to have the the franchise games that people want are going to be bam, 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 come out, and then then we'll see where it's at. If it's going to recover at that point,
1: recover is what I hope it does. I would. I still. I said it last podcast. I, I would like to see a Nintendo home console. Because I love their portables and I like the company. I would like to see a Nintendo do, home console do more than recover. I mean, yes, they get their first party games out, that's going to sell the systems, but I wish they could gather some sort of third party support. I mean actually make it a real competitor. Sure. As long as it does fine, I'm I'm happy, but I I I, I, I don't know, I'm not just happy enough with Nintendo doing okay on the console front. I'd like to see it do well. Oh, of course. And I think we're far, far from that still. We we're far, far from that, yes.
0: Far, 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 far from that. Far, a oh, long, long place <laughs> to far away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so there's a few articles about it. Was marking how there has been an increase in Wii U sales from November versus October. And in the summer, it was abysmal, it was like 50,000 in August or something like that. Like a very low number.
1: I think that, you can attribute most of those to Super Mario 3D World. You think so? Just for the past
0: month or two? Well, that
1: I mean, it, it also came out. Was, okay, so Christmas as well. You know, people who wanted one maybe wouldn't buy. One. Here's the interesting thing: but the are people, U... are people starting to buy them in November, or, or I mean, or yeah, I guess they yeah, are. Yeah, a lot of people oh, are buying in, you know, late October, early November. I see okay. a lot of Christmas coming. Not, I, not, not waiting
0: for the sales for Black Friday.
1: No, and I think, and this is just me speculating, but the Wii U is interesting in that I know a lot of people who want one. But a lot of people who don't want to go out and spend the money on one immediately because they're not feeling certain about it but there are games they'd want to play which actually would make the Wii U a pretty decent Christmas gift because if someone else is going to get it for you you're not spending your money on it you still get something that you want you're not buying it and you still have games to play that you want there's a reason why these people want it so I think Mm -hmm. think Nintendo is benefiting from the holiday season perhaps more so than another console would. You think so?
0: Yeah I do. Huh. I haven't really seen. It. I've seen the one commercial where it's advertising uh, the new Mario game with like the kids. It always bothered me. I mean, it's directed towards kids. They're like literally like, eight, nine years old, and talking about this is the system to get for you know the new Mario game. And it's like,
1: meanwhile, everyone out running out to buy a system to play this game is thirty years old and has bad
0: shaving habits, namely me. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that their marketing's been shit. Absolute shit. Yeah. It's been terrible. The commercial to me didn't sell it. If, if I was 10 years old, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a Mario game, but like, you show more than one game on your commercial. You don't just show, as bad as the PS4 and Xbox One commercials are, especially the PS4 one, the two guys are like, like, like oh, I want to spend time with you and they're like, killing each other. That's a terrible commercial, but the PS4 has an instill fan base that they're going to buy it no matter what. The Wii U is trying to sell it, especially to that Wii, uh, uh, you know, base that they haven't gotten near yet. Like, so it's it's not a commercial to sell. They they got to fire everyone in their marketing team yesterday, and next year that I say this with fast they have to basically come at it in a different
1: direction. Well, yeah, that's the problem. They they need to stop. They need to stop chasing the Wii base because they're never going to get it again. That mm. was that was a, a one shot deal. They need to start going back towards uh, gamers again, and you know you can make the. You can talk about core and casual and all that nonsense. It's not about that. You just need to appeal to the people who play video games and buy systems. Sure. Grandmothers aren't buying this system. They're not, sure. they're, they're not they, going to
0: again. They struck uh, black gold with the Wii, which no one saw it. Destroy. Yeah, I, I saw the, a lot of weeds drilling for oil out in yeah, the fields. Exactly. Yeah. The whole point is, no one saw it being so successful that it destroyed PS3 and 360 and sales. Like no one saw that coming. They'd be like, right. oh, well, especially after the GameCube, which was a failure compared to the PS2 and Xbox, um, so so the, instead of them saying, oh, let's build on this, but you know, they just said we're going to mine for that same black oil again, and it's not there. It's gone. We got to we got to move some other alternative energy source. You know. You know I'm, start, I'm just going to stop with the analogy with energy, but, you know what I mean. But um, I, like I said so no, we can keep going. It, it, it dries up. It yeah, dries up. up. Soccer
1: moms and the grandmas they they dry yeah. up. And whereas plus,
0: whereas gamers are renewable. Energy exactly. To buy again exactly. over exactly. and over again. Or, or not just bio source <laughs> of fuel. Exactly. But the point is is that it, it, maybe if they had changed the name, the I, soccer moms and grandmas would realize it was something different. But they were just stupid to keep it that. Well, I, like I said, I don't think it would have mattered anyway. I think I, it would a little bit at least. Well, no, I don't think it would have
1: mattered to the, to the, to the Wii group. The, the group that would not have normally bought a console about the Wii. Changing the name wouldn't have mattered for them. It would have had a... We've already discussed it. We don't need to make this long. It would have, I think, made a big impact with people who play systems. Because I still... And I say this almost every podcast, I feel like, when we talk about the Wii U. I still Some have people who come into the store and think that the Wii U is an add-on for the Wii. They just think it's a new controller.
0: Which just blows my mind. Blows my mind. But whatever. It's their fault. I always said, even if they just next year, starting next year, they changed all the boxes of the systems being shipped out, that would boost sales by even 5%, you know, like 2%. You know, people be like, oh, it's a new Nintendo system? I had no idea. Yeah. We did talk about this because uh, Nintendo Astro Kid. Yeah, I mean... We've, Nintendo we've, AstroKid. We've, we've made this, <laughs> made this That before. would be better than Wii U. Nintendo Astro AstroKid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would buy it. How about Hyrule Warriors uh, announced... Uh, Today as well from the Tecmo Koei team, Dynasty Warriors, Hack and Slashers. I'm not a big Hack and Slash fan, but this could be an interesting use of a property. Nintendo trusting uh, someone else to with a Zelda game to go, go out and do it and see what happens. Truthfully, I I like
1: a Dynasty Warriors game once every five years. You okay. don't you, you don't need everyone, they okay? They're, they're, because they're all the same, but they're fun. Sure, um, they're fun for what they are. They're mindless. I to me that. To me, it's kind of bothersome. It's Nintendo. Bothersome. It's going. It's Nintendo going to the well. You're farming out your best character for a dime a dozen beat 'em up franchise. That's ridiculous. Uh, ah. Is it ridiculous? Yes. Because they done, they have never done a game like that before, though. No, and I mean, I'm sure it might be fun, but to me, that's really risky. I'm just saying in how it looks. Because lots of people can like Dynasty Warriors games. I do, and other people do. But it's not known as being a deep franchise. It's a franchise where they just recycle things. It's yeah. it, it, It's You're completely tr- creatively it, stagnant. It's mindless. Yeah, it, it's absolutely mindless. And to take one of your flagship characters and to
0: just cut and paste him into the series... To me, that's dangerous. Yeah, well, well, we don't have enough details to know if they're going to add any other elements. Obviously, I guess with Dynasty Warriors, well, there's usually like five different playable characters or more. Like, there's usually. A yeah, well, the, the codename
1: Hyrule Warriors leads me to believe that there are going to be other playable characters in there. And like I said, I'm sure it'll turn out to be fun and playable, but my main concern is for people who are bigger Nintendo fans than I who are going to look at this and say, does this diminish the original franchise in their eyes?
0: Okay, Zelda Crossbow. Did that
1: diminish the franchise. Yeah, but that was just a packing for. But, I mean,
0: n- I mean okay. how 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 freaking snobbish are we going to get just because of the franchises? You know. Like, well, like
1: I said, I, I don't personally care, but I have a feeling that that's what we're going to see. I haven't looked at
0: the reaction. I mean, look look at the look at the Mario franchise. There's been lots of terrible, like the Mario Olympic games and, and things. Is that did that tarnish the franchise to an extent? They're still come out with great games. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a, I think it's I think it's a way of just.
1: Like I think I said, everyone got used to Nintendo it, being crossed over into other things, though. I, I, you I think just, so? Yeah. Do you want to be
0: Mario being crossed over? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Mario being crossed over in other things to where it means less. And like I said, I'm sure it'll probably be a fun game. I just feel like that there are going to be some serious if they're trying to appeal to core fans, I feel like they're risking pissing off their core fans more than they are pleasing them. Now, if if I'm wrong I'd love to hear that because I think it could be interesting. But- so people it's will tell It's not them, like
0: they're not going to do a Zelda game on the Wii U. No, I know. I, I mean, this is a stopgap to hold them over. One of the first games they demoed for the Wii U was the new Zelda game. It, it was one of the ones... You, you couldn't play it, but you could watch it, and it looked gorgeous. I just think it's a really a weird sport. choice. You think it's a weird choice? Then again... I, mean, I, don't, I think it's a... It's a nut, to me, it's like... It could be cool. You know, if you go out and... If you're a Zelda fan, if you like hack and slashers... Hell, I'd probably like it more than Zelda. Well, um, you're not a big
1: Zelda fan. Okay. No. But, I mean... It, I don't know. It'll probably do fine for them. Maybe it won't be a big deal. Because you look at Pokemon, they've farmed that out to Chunsoft to do the Mystery Dungeon series. And granted, I get more returns and exchanges on those games than anything because no one knows what it is. But it hasn't particularly damaged the Pokemon franchise. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's not going to matter in the long run. I
0: think if people are going to, if you don't like the idea, you're going to wait for the regular Legend of Zelda Wii U game. It's going to attract people to this. That be, wow! This is a new idea. Maybe it's a spinoff franchise that continues. And Nintendo's successful with it. You know, like to me, it's 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 worth the, the risk versus pissing off hardcore Zelda no, fans. I Who mean, cares? Admittedly, I'm overthinking it. I just I,
1: I'm 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 trying to think. I'm trying to put myself in the mind of a shitty message board, and I'm seeing it go up in flames because of this. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You know, doesn't a matter? Don't get bad. over
0: it. I think. I think it's it's trying to reach out to. Like I said again, it's a stopgap. If if the new Zelda game is going to come out for say two more years will next year. This will hold them over. If it comes out, like say, I don't know, next fall, I don't know when they announce. I think it's probably still an alpha build or whatever. You know, the graphics didn't look that refined on the demo. They haven't have They don't even have a name for it yet, so it's probably not even close to coming out. Um, you
1: know. and I'm sure Nintendo will will do a bit of quality control. Yeah, they're next not going to little different.
0: You know, Zelda's what their second or, or third biggest franchise. They're not going to let it just go up and you know and in flames. Well,
1: huh, they're
0: yeah. going to be looking over the shoulder like you know like like that if I can do that yeah, it just seems it just seems odd that is a, actually would that be the second or third I you think Smash is bigger than Zelda or is Zelda still bigger than Smash I don't know that's, that's kind of tough to think about I don't know. <laughs> but anyway yeah. I think it's interesting we'll see I think the Wii is going to rebound a little bit it, it may never get, it's never going to get back to the Wii the Wii did a ridiculous number of sales but I don't think it's going to be a failure like the GameCube was I think it'll be somewhere in between I think it's like maybe N64 and GameCube somewhere in there or N64-ish you know like yeah it's too soon to tell but i mean with
1: with what's been announced and what is coming out i mean i'm personally closer to to buying one See, i am too yeah
0: i think a 300 price point with a couple of free games isn't bad 250 would be would be awesome but
1: 300 i think yeah. it just depends on what people want out of their system i'm okay with a system having you know maybe 8 to 10 games i'd want for it in its life cycle i think a lot of people besides want. ones you might
0: download yeah you know, well, like, I, I'm 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 notorious for downloading a bunch of like, stuff. Like, like for example, uh, the, re- the NES remix for yeah, that. Like, okay, sure. Well, then, yeah. And if they have Nintendo's not bad with indie games. They have some. So, there you go. All right. Okay. All right, moving on. We're going to talk uh, Christmas. Christmas time <laughs> is here. Happiness You're murdering is here. it. You want to try? No. That's why I'm not. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to tweet this out about our new topic. So, uh, I guess in general, just Christmas. This is our last podcast before the holiday, which is in a week from today. Christmas, not the holiday, but one of them during our season. Um, what, what are your, some of your standout, I guess, Christmas memories? They don't have to be gaming related, but of course, with us, it'll probably be intertwined with video games. But you know, what's some? Of us, give me, give me one or two of your of your ones that like are memorable for either being really bad or good, Christmas wise. I don't actually remember. A whole lot of bad Christmases I always really no, enjoyed I it <laughs> I don't um, And video games related to Christmas yeah.
1: Have I, I get, mean I, I definitely Remember you know getting my My, my first uh, My NES um, Which was amusing Because I think at that point in time I think my parents Were buying it Because they They knew they would have fun with it too Here's something that I would, you know, I would have a blast with and enjoy. But, you know, we we, we were... There was not a lot of money in my family growing up, and I don't remember that Christmas there being a ton of packages under the tree, but I do remember getting the NES, and I remember my parents playing and enjoying it. So, you know, it was definitely bought as a family thing. Um, I also remember the first time we were playing Super Mario Brothers. Okay. And I'd never seen it before. I mean, this was... This was... 80 Christmas 86 87 you know so I got 87. My, I got 87. 87 I think 87, but I hadn't seen it you know because I mean the knowledge of the stuff wasn't around and I was one of the you know they they weren't widespread
0: on my block yet. Um, yeah, 87 to me is always the, the point of difference for the NES. Yeah, 87 is when I, mean, I got it. NES is when everyone Christmas 87 is when a lot of kids started getting it. Yeah, or 87 so, in general. Yeah,
1: I remember we were looking. you know we're playing. And I mean, I'm a kid, you know, my parents have teaching me things as I grow up, you know, there's a toadstool growing in that ground, don't don't, don't eat that toadstool, I'm like, alright, fine, I won't eat these poison mushrooms, it's a, it's a good call, mom and dad. Um, so I remember my parents booting up Mario, and they're trying to show me how to use it, and, and they're running along and I hit the block, and I remember the mushroom popping out, I remember I freaked the fuck out, and I was like, don't touch the mushroom, it will kill you! And I remember my parents, where, now. where did that come from, that thought? The the fact that my parents had taught me that mushrooms were poisonous. That's what I was <laughs> getting at. So so my parents had taught me that mushrooms are poisonous. Uh-huh. So I see this toadstool, I freak out. And I remember freaking out to the point where my, my my dad jumped over the mushroom and he looked at me and he goes, Are you sure?
0: I go, Yes. So for the first day my parents played without trying to touch the mushrooms at all. So even when you were four you were that anxiety ridden that you had a five. <laughs> whatever. But yes. Yes. <laughs> so you, you want to see what would happen I, I if I, I, so I
1: remember, I remember, you touched the So I remember the first game I truly loved on that system and you know, it doesn't necessarily hold up for me over time, but I still like it. it. Was Duck Hunt because I could grasp Duck Hunt, you know, it was pick up the gun and, you know, point it at the screen and shoot. So I remember going to bed and as my parents often did when they discovered things in video games when I was a kid, they would wake me up after I'd gone to bed and my dad Pulled me out. My mom and my dad are sitting there, and it's the beginning of World 1 1. They had just reset it, and my, my dad's like, Here, I want to show you something. And he runs up and he hits the mushroom, and the mushroom like, goes out, and I'm like, And my dad touches the mushroom, and he fucking grows huge! And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you didn't, so
0: you didn't read the manual when you got I, the game? No, I, mean, I, I, read, them. I, I read them. I always read them. my manuals. I mean,
1: you, I mean, Christmas. When I was a kid, it was a busy day. It was, you know, it was get up and and, and do the gifts, and then my parents pretended they were Christian for a while. So we went. <laughs> <to> <laughs> they were Christian. We went to church for the I first few Christmases I can remember. They pretended to honor Jesus. They Christ. pretended they're like, you know, the parents will be into it. So yeah, sure, we we're, were Jesus. It looks martyrs. good. It looks good socially. Right, right. I mean, it was yeah. the '80s. Religion was a big social thing in the '80s. So. Was it in the, yeah. 80s? in the '80s? I think it's
0: always been a big social thing. Like, but, okay. Especially in the '80s, you know, people <laughs> loved Jesus. They wore they wore the piano ties. Yeah. To church. <laughs>
1: so, so you know, we went, to, we went to we went to church, and we went to both my grandparents' house, and, you know, I mean, I, I probably did not play with the NES or even really interact with it much that day. Okay. So, anyways, that that's one of my number one memories, is thinking that the mushrooms were
0: going to kill you, and my dad had to convince me that it was a good thing to get. Okay. I want to stay on, stay on the I guess, the NES Christmas of 87, um, which, again, was sort of like the year a lot of people found out about it. Nintendo in 86 only had... Um, 30 games for most of the year. Um, they said mostly only the black box games, and yeah. they had about 10 third party games that came out. Um, like Ghosts and Goblins, 1942, uh, Chubby Cherub, Ninja Kid, Muscle, um, a few others. Uh, Athletic World, actually, no, that was 87, Karate, Karate Champ, uh, and a couple others from Data East. Rampage, maybe? No. No. I have them all up there. Actually, that one shelf has most of them right there. Um, I don't
1: remember what else I got that
0: year. Commando. Anyway, the whole point was oh it tag team wrestling. The, the City Connection wasn't yeah. but the rest of those were. The whole point was not a lot of people knew about it yet. The the newsletter was just getting started, Fun Club newsletter. The first two, no one had it for the first two, and it was literally just a newsletter before it was a little mini magazine. Yeah. Um so once you got the eighty seven though, it started to creep back in to you know, video games, consoles. People were like, Oh, what's this? Check this out. And my friend Kevin had it. I just met him. You know, uh, in school, he just moved there from I forget from where he moved, and I went over one day and he had a TV downstairs in the basement. Remember they had the wood around the TV where they framed the TV? one yeah. of those ones. was probably like a thirty-two inch, one. and downstairs in the <laughs> basement. And remember his parents made steak with a one sauce mashed potatoes and peas. We ate up, on, we, we ate up on the bar, and Kung Fu was on the TV. We paused it, and that's my first like NES memory. I'll never forget that. And that was probably like September or early October uh before christmas. And so from that point I had to get an NES and so I go in the newspaper that's when you see the advertisements for like you know like they were like regional electronic stores like Tops was one in Jersey it was called Tops like 2P's you know stuff like that they always like always had trading t- <laughs> cards Almost. <laughs> or just without. They always had Midnight Madness. They'd always have like these midnight sales. Not uh-huh. Black Friday, they'd have Midnight Madness sales. I remember sales. You remember like those? That, actually. Yep. They'd have yeah. them on like random Saturdays or yeah. Fridays in like this early December, you know? And so they'd have like, oh, get a color TV for 50 bucks. I was like, oh my God. And then they'd have like one of them to get you in there and try to sell yeah. you a refrigerator. Uh-huh. Or, I so, anyway, so they always had to answer that. And I always like, hey, yeah, look at this Nintendo, I want it. And so I did that every week. And then, <laughs> you know, I. I Finally, I was very excited, but this was my first home console. I, I played games on the computer on the XT we had since I was five. I played games on that, but this was a video game console. This was like, wow! You know, and just because my friend had it. My friend Kevin had Kung Fu, he had Duck Hunt, he had uh, Top Gun, you know, maybe a couple others uh, he had, I remember. But, um, yeah, then I got the uh, the set, the console set, that one, the control deck set with, with Super Mario Brothers, and then my uncle got me. I think my uncle got me Kari Warriors and then Spy Hunter. Those are the games I started out with. I know I wasn't afraid of the mushroom, at first. And it. uh, it's one of those. It's it one, one of those definitely. things, just in general, when you're a kid that I don't remember ever believing in, in Santa Claus. I really don't. I figured this might come up, but by the time I was probably five, I don't think I even believed in him. Just because I guess I was always inquisitive as a kid. And I always was like, how does it the time to go around the world and. Go down everyone's chimney. Well, yeah. I said, like, We don't even have a real chimney. How does he get down there? Not I just bl- that. My parents were too lazy to rip the Kmart stickers and Bradley stickers off the, the G.I. Joe toys I'd get, so it was like, I figured it out. My parents did the best they could
1: to keep that. And the fun thing is, is I actually, because I was thinking about it today, um, just because it's the holidays, but I do actually have one or two clearly formed memories where I thought that it was real. I remember, like, you know, not sounds sappy, but the magic of it, you know? Like, waking up and walking out in the living room and seeing all the toys and being like, wow, yeah, you know, what what, what happened here? And I, I remember loving that, but, I mean, much like you said, I think I believed in Santa Claus long for, for as long as I did, which wasn't very long, because I, I, I wanted to. You know, because it's, it's a cool thing to think about when you're a kid. But, sure. I mean, I think any kid who, who can start cognitively reasoning is like, no, no, that just doesn't happen. I mean, I, I, so I, I think, I think by the time well, I was six, which would have been like the year after the, the year after I got my NES, I don't know, somewhere in that, like 88 was, was probably when I was like, yeah, no. And other kids in my class had started to like figure it out too. And well, you know, I never, I never blew it
0: for anyone because it, because it, like I said, it was fun. The magic was also to say the magic to me was always still there just because sure. maybe this is getting into too much personal thing. I didn't get many presents or gifts. For my parents throughout the year. Like, it was rare for my, my dad to come home. It's so rare, I can remember the one or two times where he did come home with, like, uh, I didn't even remember what he bought me. One time he came home from either a business trip or something, and he stopped by a toy store, and I was in my, I think I was sleeping. He walked in, and he got me, I don't know why he picked it out, but he got me a He Man figure, and the He Man figure he got me was Adam. Yeah, before he transformed into the he-man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is strange. My <laughs> dad didn't know. It's hard. Yeah, right, in the right, place. right yeah, He sure. got me Adam, which so I always love that figure because of that he has like the nice velvet. Yes, vest yeah, stuff. the best. He got me Adam, and he got me Han Solo, uh, Return Jedi trench coat version from Andor, which is still one of my favorite figures. And it's, that's to me again. That's one of the things I'll always remember because he didn't do it that often. Um, so I got one or two gifts. For my birthday, and then Christmas. So Christmas was like, okay, I'm getting like 10 presents. You know, so I remember not being able to sleep, and then, I, you know, 4 a.m. I'd get up and walk out, and under the tree there'd be presents. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and then my parents were, were so, were so. <laughs> and this is the reason why I never believed in Santa. My parents, my parents wrapped the gifts differently per person so my sister was wrapped in one i remember getting the gold wrapping one year so i was like i don't think santa would do that you know so so i I remember like even getting excited because like i see the i see the 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 gift in the shape of the tiger lcd because it was always in the blister pack right so oh my god i got a tiger lcd it was probably ninja god or double dragon you know i was like so excited for a tiger lcd because i never had a game boy so the magic to me was always there because i knew like that Yes,
1: yeah. so, the, the, yeah, the magic in, in that sense, sure. I'm just referring to, like, the whole, the, the, the actual magical aspect of, oh, you know, Santa, whole, right, yeah, he, yeah. He's, but, he's yeah, a magical the magic of uh, Christmas was always there, too, and it, it's the same sort of deal, you know, like I said, not a lot of money growing up. My I didn't get a lot of gifts throughout the year because, not, not because they're, my parents were mean, they were great, but because, you know, they would scrimp and save, and but they would make sure Christmas was cool. Sure. And, uh, you know, just because you mentioned waking up early, you know, that's something I always remember doing, but I do remember... One Christmas, and this is not really video game related, but if we're just talking fun stories, I remember waking up like three in the morning, and I had already known Santa was not a thing, but my my younger brother, I I believe, still did. Okay. My parents must have just finished putting like the trees, uh, the, the the toys underneath the tree. I remember waking up. I remember going back out to the, the Christmas tree and seeing everything, and being like, awesome, and coming back, and my brother was awake because we shared bunk beds. My brother was like, "Did Santa show up?" And I'm like, yeah, Santa showed up." He's like, "Sweet!" I go look, and I'm like, "Yeah." So you know, my little brother, like, bloody pajama, goes bitter patter out in the living room, sees him, and like, he's like, "Yeah!" And comes back, and he's like, <laughs> ex- he's like all excited, like he is amped up, like he just had a pot of coffee, like kid's ready to go. He's like, oh, I want to "Open presents!" So I'm like, "We can't open presents yet." So I remember this being about three in the morning, and smart as I like to think as I was as a kid, I remember thinking I was pretty clever. I'm like, well, all right, it's three. So my brother and I sat there until, like, four. I'm like, four o'clock, why not? And I sit into my parents' room. My dad's like, go back to bed. And I'm like, until when? He's like,
0: at least six. And I'm like, oh, wow. okay, so. So you did that? You stayed up for two So, hours?
1: yeah, my brother and I stayed up from, like, Four in the morning, and I think we gave my parents until seven, and my brother just sat there in our room, and we played board games with a little reading light on, and we played, uh, we played Life, and we played, um, uh, what was that one, it was, it was an 80s game, with a bounce, like, topple, we played topple, and I remember after we played one game of topple, I was like, okay, we can't play any more topple, because it makes too much noise, and then I think we started a game of, like, Monopoly Junior. And, you know, by the time we
0: got bored of that, it was time to open gifts. Oh, there, there you go. So, yeah, that's a good one. We used to – my dad was is, was never good at getting up. So, like, he'd always be like the, – the last few years I lived at home, you know – um You know, in my twenties, obviously at that point, yeah, I didn't even care about Christmas at that point. Once I got past like I'd say twelve, I didn't care about Christmas that much anymore, just because I sort of found out my price limit my parents had, my father had set on me, and never increased it for inflation. So that was always great because now the past like three, four years, there's been no inflation really. The past like five years, it's been pretty stable actually. But from from like eighty five to 95 there was a lot, lot of, of inflation, inflation. <laughs> yes and the fact that i was getting the same amount which is about i would say the 130 dollars price range yeah. 140 yeah <laughs> i was getting less present <laughs> I like, every I year like, i like
1: how you have it at 130 or 140 it's not
0: 150 no no <laughs> i, I mean, you, you're not you're not
1: going between 100 150 no no and it was it was
0: it was a certain limit it was a certain limit and i started to figure out because i was like one year i got like Two Legos and one Nintendo game. So I was like, okay, that's about that range. You know, I was smart enough at nine to know realize that. I was thinking about this
1: too. You know, uh, the reason why I don't think there were any disappointing oh, Christmases I- for me was because at a young age, I as well figured out the price limit. So I, I don't know if I was actually working prices at like because I wasn't not at age six or seven. But I was like, if I ask for a board game, an action figure, and an NES game, I will get those three things. If I ask for three NES games and two right. board games and two action figures, well, then I'm not
0: going to get what I really want because they're just going to randomly pick. Specified. Right,
1: so I have to specify. So the, very, very early on, my,
0: I learned how to perfect the Christmas. Nice hairs to. to to my to my dad's credit, he would say, "You're not getting all those. You got to pay <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah, what that very expensive, expensive, Dad. You know, it's like, right, uh, you're
0: not getting all those. You got to pay." <laughs> my parents would always be like, oh, "Which one you want? You want that one or that?" One?
1: My parents would always be, even when my brother was around, and they knew that I didn't believe in Santa. But if my brother was around, they'd be like, "Well, you
0: know, the elves can't do all that work. <laughs> oh, they God. can't solder together all those NES games for you. It's either TNC or Skater Die. It's uh, not both. It's <laughs> One or the other." Oh, that's funny. Um, then of course I really realized that by the time that like, you know, Zelda 2 came out, that was one of the infamous chip shortages or whatever, where literally ordered it from Sears, one the nice Sears catalog, ordered it for Christmas and didn't get it until April. I talked about that after the first yeah. marathon, marathon How Buy. You, you actually talked about it on the podcast because someone, yeah, someone asked you to recount the story and you did. That was an awful Christmas because of that. That was the worst Christmas ever. That was 89. Christmas 89, I believe that was. No Christmas, no, Christmas 88. Three. Because then the game came officially out, I guess early '89, but officially, if you look at NES, it's, it'll say like late '88. You could get it at Toys R Us, but it was it was limited for whatever reason. I think because it was the demand. That's what they they said it was a chip shortage. But but that and Super Mario Two were so hard to get in late '88. You just couldn't find them. Yeah, I remember uh, I couldn't.
1: I remember because I think I wanted Mario Two, and I remember not be not being able you to just get couldn't it. find it.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So that was the worst ever because I got three three or four gifts only. And of those two, one I didn't get till April, and I was crying by the time the UPS truck would come by in, in mid February. I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> Tears. So much so that I finally gave up. I was like, you know, I was, I was like, a, like a prisoner of war. I was just like, there's no hope. The and I, then finally, yeah, for two weeks, and then it finally came. And I was, then I was happy. That was that, and then I got zero zero gravity cliffhangers. Remember the, remember the race cars, the slot cars, when they were still popping. Oh, the ones the ones that would go up the so wall. Like, right, it, it was yeah. the first one going. Like, oh, yep. It worked like shit. shit.
1: My buddy had those. They were awful. They
0: it, it got stuck. It would get stuck, or it would just fly out. The, the, Or flop
1: the track. The, and the, stuck. The, the, the 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 sweet spot on the trigger was like so sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> was was a millimeter. Yeah. It was really bad.
0: So that was returned. I don't even remember what my dad got me in lieu of that. He may have just give me the cash. You know, so like. Go buy some Lay's. Yeah, exactly. So you can see, you can see how, how, like, this, this is why I have all this shit now. You can see, you don't have to be a, a like, psychology doctorate student to see why I have all this stuff. But the, the fact of the matter is, that Christmas, I think I ended up getting, like, two Lego sets. Which I loved. The castle system. I loved them. But that was, like, like it was it was, it was rough, that Christmas. And from that point on, I was sort of like, the castle system
1: was one that I got.
0: It was probably the only Lego set I, I got, ever got. I got the black, the big black evil uh, castle and the
1: smaller gray one. I had I the smaller that. gray one. Yeah. And I remember my brother growing up, my younger brother, was the Lego kid. He was the one who always wanted Legos. Sure. And he always... I, the thing was, is I never, never paid any mind to Legos. Never wanted Legos. I love Legos. And then every time my brother got a Lego set, him and my dad would sit there building it all day. I'd be like, this is... Coolest thing, it was my, cool. the coolest one I think my brother ever got was he got the the pirate the big pirate ship that
0: had you could go below. That the was deck. like mid nineties. They started coming out with other. I stuff. would say early nineties. That's the, that was the first non uh, castle space or city. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, started it, branching it, out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it was like I don't think it was mid nineties, but it might have been. It was early nineties though. Yeah, but I remember up, up until the early nineties for for forty years, thirty years, it was just castle. I love the castle city set and space. when I had it. I thought they it was started the with city, then they went to space, and then castle. But yeah, I, I had the Robin Hood one. I think I got the Robin Hood next year. For for Legos, I only had about six sets. I had a lot of the little ones. I had the catapult. Remember they cost like only four bucks? The Little catapult one. I had yeah. that. I had I the, think I had that catapult. Actually. Had the, the little, yeah, the little, the little things you hit, mm-hmm. and then I had the jousting set. It Was one of those like I had the jousting set too. It was, it was, it was like it, yeah, was, it, it was green. It
1: was green. It was the green base. It had the fence and had the two horses with the different color. Metal and you had top. the king and the and
0: the queen, the princess. Yeah. Sitting I, on the I, I did have that. I didn't I, have that. They like, probably cost, like, $12 back in, like, $80 $9, like, 90. So, so like that, It was, like, that big.
1: So, like, w- the... Uh, Vonnie and I do, like, Toys for Tots every year, and every once in a while I'll go to the Toys R Us just for shits and giggles. Not because I'm actually looking for anything, mm-hmm. but I gotta tell you, the thing that I am most tempted to buy that I never actually do are those, like, $12, 15 Lego sets. The I'm medium like, size. ones. I'm, like, 90, man, the, the
0: Smaller yeah, medium Yeah, not
1: size. one that would take up, like... A, a much space on my table, something I could snap together and put on my shelf. Just like I like yeah. to buy like the little SD Gundam kits, the ones that take like an hour and a half oh, yeah. to put together, just because it's fun. And I'm like, I never buy them, but I'm.
0: It would be fun to do it. Got the SWAT minelaw. You know, let me know. I'll pick up a LEGO set for you. Yeah, just something. I picked up the their Harry Potter Quidditch set once, <laughs> not in the box though. But <laughs> if I cared about Harry Potter, that I, I, and,
1: and I think it's it's probably fans don't kill me. It's probably fine. I like Harry Potter. Okay. I don't, that's I'm sure it's fine. I've just never read it. I've just never read it. I, it I, read, well, I saw the movies. And I, I I haven't seen the movies. The last two movies are really good. Fly was my favorite, I think. Oh, and okay. I I don't think I'll ever get time for the books. But uh, it does seem interesting in Quidditch, actually. It does seem like the most interesting thing. It seems like an interesting sport. I was actually bummed when I... <laughs> you said it seemed like an
0: interesting sport. Like, sport. like for real.
1: Uh, when <laughs> they made the video game, and the video game got horrible reviews, as expected, I was kind of upset. Because I'm like, that... I would actually take that home and play that like, if it actually worked out well. That looks amusing. You're a closet Harry Potter fan. Ian. I've never read a book, but sure. You look like him, so I mean... <laughs> I, the homeless people uh, used to call me that all the time. So no, you Harry Potter? No, I'm serious. In, in, in Ocean Beach, uh, uh, Red uh, used to call me Harry. Even when Red was on his worst drug <laughs> binges. Merry Christmas, everyone! When, when when Red was at his worst, Red would always yell from, like, blocks away, Harry! And I'd
0: turn and he'd wave to me. Oh, Yep such a nice homeless <laughs> drug addict vagrant vagrant um, while, I, while I tweet tweet out about Q&A time coming up soon yeah. Um, yeah what time is it we should probably move on to Q&A yeah it's, it's 10 o'clock alright Q&A but yeah Christmas time is coming Christmas time is near Um, what do you ask for this year what do you ask for
1: I don't ask for anything
0: isn't it, is it kind of depressing by the time I got to my early 20s I basically said my or at least eh, 23 24 I had a decent amount of money because I started to work full time you know and I was like all right my parents like what do you want I'm like well nothing because I mean if I really want something I can buy it for myself at this point I felt weird I felt weird asking and plus it was sort of like again it was like it was, it was just weird so I always rely my mom would always like put in my stocking like like little toiletry items like little travel toothbrush and, and nail clippers like this is stuff I actually needed but would to think about buying it myself so that was actually cool yeah she, that she would do that you know, my parents would do gum. Stuff, got, Yeah. started
1: doing stuff like that for me too. Like that's actually, it's funny that you mentioned gum. Um, it wasn't gum, but you know, as I got older, cause I got a job and I, I've mentioned this on, I think the podcast before I got a job when I was like 14. So I also as well started buying stuff very, very for myself when I was yeah. very young. Um, so my parents got creative. They knew I liked candy. So they'd go out and buy really fancy chocolate and stuff and just stuff yeah, my yeah. stocking full of fancy chocolate. Um, I loved, I loved the little, uh, like the Christmas, uh, peanut butter cup. Right. Uh, uh, tree. Something um, like that sure and then uh, toblerones are something that i yeah. always get in my bo- in, in buys, my stocking yeah. um i uh, something that i get pretty much every year for christmas are so the the everyone i love the peanuts that should be probably known at this point um then they're doing the full run and every year for years now my grandmother gets me every year they do two books and then they do one box with the two books in it. My grandma oh. gets me that every year, and I look forward to it every year. I purposely don't buy it just so you know I, I have a Christmas gift. Well, which book is it? Peanuts. Okay. They they've been doing the yearly runs. They uh, oh every Gears year has been publishing Before and full uh, Yeah, So they're already up to I think this year they'll hit ninety. So like this year I'll I'll get more wow. peanuts books. Yeah, they're almost done, and I've got everything up to. They're hardcover. Yeah, they're hardcover,
0: like the Calvin and Hobbes one, like the anthology. Back yeah, to, I've, I've, back I've, I've read.
1: I've read. 30 years worth of peanuts. Wow. Yep. So I know a lot about peanuts. Um, uh, and then when, when you're a kid, you kind of hate gift certificates, right? Cause you want something um, on that, you want something that day, but now yeah. I love them. Like because, no, because, because I buy stuff, my mom doesn't know what records I want. So she just gets me a, a gift certificate for the local record store. She, she, she calls up Rick and says, Hey Rick, you know,
0: have a gift certificate ready for Ian when he walks in the door, and so, then I just buy yeah. I, I buy records for free for a day. So, I think my parents gave me or my sister did a fifty dollars GameStop card from last year. I still have. It. I never used it. I should probably use it at some point. You should, but yeah, now gift certificates are great. They're great. All right, Q and A time. All right, we'll keep this shorter this time. We're we'll gonna answer some of your questions. I, I we really should produce q and A. Q&A. Like, it's Q and A time. <laughs> Pat and Ian are answering your questions they'll be annoying they'll be cool Q's getting aid let's do it Cute. what and then of course every Thursday this is going to be available on iTunes Stitcher and thepunkeffect.com and there'll be some cut up segments for YouTube or it's starting to get noticed a little bit you know get like 9,000 views on parts That's not bad pretty impressive
1: someone was very mad at me last week because I didn't know my place You'd know your place for what? In the, in the, in the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I, I, I was hilarious. I was like, oh, what, what was the exact... It was... in like, it was,
1: it was, this week, seemed to come across as, I don't know, any adjective that's been thrown at me in the past six months. Uh, doesn't he know that this is... These are Pat's fans and Pat's channel. And I just I like, appreciate uh, the
0: white knighting for me. I yeah, do that's, appreciate that's it. that's very nice. But, uh, you know, you nice. give me
1: shit all the time. And when two friends talk to each other over a podcast... Uh, Things like that can expect to happen. It's called a discussion, and uh, yeah, I just thought it was ridiculous. I wanted to be like, yeah, a podcast is not on this channel. Technically, it's you know just out in the air.
0: People <laughs> so, can get it anywhere. So I'm gonna cherry pick some. Uh, cherry I, pick them because we we're we we're rolling to the place. Unfortunately, because one time was like an hour and a half of questions.
1: It's getting a little bit bigger, yeah. and we, we just era.
0: can't do every single one. I was like, what do you want for Christmas? Unfortunately, we can't go into that. We already did, we already did. did. Okay, this is a quick one for me. Uh, this is from at David S. Nusgrop. Uh, Pat, why did you leave the East Coast? Why, San Diego, all places? East Coast to me was sort of like there was nothing going on in Jersey. Didn't like the people. Weather was terrible. No, not to say no future, but no future. And I needed, I needed a change. I needed a change. Timing was right. Nothing was holding me back. I visited here for Comic Con 2008 to see the Watchmen teaser and check it out. And it felt comfortable. It felt cool. Good game shop. Local swap meet. I think that I was addressed know. to both of us but I'd have to say the answer is pretty much exactly the same no, Buffalo just did, yeah. right, you can talk to about too same thing uh,
1: Buffalo, Buffalo just had nothing
0: nothing for you you wanted to change yeah exactly and there's Buffalo Wild Wings opening up fuck that, that way. place <laughs> fuck it in his ass <laughs> hey that was a nice Buffalo Wild Wings I'll, I'll give it a shot I've never been to one um, this is from at, at jackup jack with a k underscore edwards this is to you which console is sold to the store the
1: most Sold to me the most, and probably sold out the door the most, would be the N64. I almost always have a, a good supply of them, although I'm really low right now. I'm almost sold out at the Ocean Beach store, and it is definitely my top-selling system this year.
0: At MR Varley 64 what do you expect or want to see from Wii U in 2014, aside from Donkey Kong Smash and Mario Kart? I don't know what else is there. I mean, that's uh, those are the big ones, right? Um, You'll have that new Zelda Warriors game. I don't know that we can expect... Much more, yeah, know. in a perfect world, uh, third-party support. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I still, I still, I, I'm still holding on hope that some, that GTA finally poured over. I, no. I can't see it not, though. No. I just, I mean, I guess if Rockstar doesn't think it's be worth their time, I guess, but it's like, it's such a disappointment that, that was. No, I, it is. I mean, not because I, I didn't even want to play, but just because
1: it could have been done and it would have really helped them. And Yes. And I... It
0: will look I'm better not a, than the 360 I'm uh, not a version. Coder. I'm
1: not a coder anymore. I just don't feel like it would have been that much more effort on their no. part to do
0: it. It would have been the best of all three graphically. What well, well, you know what I mean? If they put some more time into you know finishing it no, up. The and... sad thing is, is Rockstar's actually shown they can do touchscreen stuff to good effect with Chinatown Wars. So That's like right. they could
1: have they could have used like the, the yeah. pad for fun stuff. I don't. Know. I don't know whatever. if
0: Nintendo didn't curry favor enough or bribe these third party companies. But whatever. It was mismanagement all the way. They should have got them on board earlier in the process. Next console, I think they definitely will. They'll, they'll go out to these publishers say, Hey, what do you want out of our system in order to yeah. make the games? That's what they didn't do this time. Uh what do you think about the new new Yoshis Island? I didn't know there's a new Yoshis Island coming out. Neither I. So sorry at Nico McF- Nikolai mcfist that's a funny name. Uh this is for Ian from at Tempest two K, which is a great game for the Jaguar. Do you like the Atari links? What are the positive and negatives in your opinions? Oh, it's for both of us. I thought that was it's to both of us too. Oh.
1: Um Honestly, like, I was like, as a handheld fan, I don't have a whole lot of hands on time with the links. I'm always impressed by what I see, but never impressed enough to want to own one, I guess. Like, it was kind of cool at the time, but it's, it's huge. It's huge. It eats batteries. I, I, I just, I've never put a whole lot of. I love the
0: Atari arcade game so for that it's great Rampart
1: APB's on it the only port of eight, A lot. yeah but, but see good. that's the thing I, I, I wanted to bring it up I didn't know how straight I wanted to keep it yeah but APB is a game that really only plays well in the arcade you think so? I guess with, yes.
0: the, with the steering wheel love it in the main cab makes it play with
1: it sure Rampart and yeah. that what's the one the flying Zy, game is Zybox? actually the, uh, uh, the blue, one jet game Blue, blue Falcon
0: blue, that's actually pretty fun it is that was um, one of the launch titles so California yeah, Games a, is good on the system yeah okay yeah. it's, it's it's a nice system it's, it's gone up in price I, the past year I've been looking at it for some It has. New, I remember when sealed and loose ga- sealed games still used to get, be you, well you sta- can still get new old stock cheap you sure
1: but 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 the prices on some of those games have started to rise you used to be yeah you used to be, you know,
0: you'll get two thirds of the library for like four or five dollars each yep. sealed and now now I would say a lot of them are going for ten still it's still cheap But it, yeah, it there's so much new old stock though there's so much out there we had just just we had, we had, we had a box of them really you didn't tell me that alright there's a question about Mario Kart 8. We're gonna skip that. Uh, we have two from Jaron, so we're gonna pick one. Jeron, uh, was in the chat. Hello, Jaron. Uh, speaking of Pauline, ever watched the Saturday Supercade on CBS back in the day? Not old enough to have seen it when it came out. That was like eighty three, eighty four. So like, I was like, yeah, I, I probably would have noticed it by then, or didn't even know what was, you know, like who the characters were. I may remember seeing commercials for it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. I, don't I, I I vaguely remember it as being. A thing, but I don't. I don't have any actual memories of it. We already talked about Hyrule Warriors. Talked about NES Remix. Uh, this is from at Nate Wilcox twenty three. Most annoying aspect of flea markets: individually priced games, overpriced games you want, or vendors buying just to resell. I think we know the answer
1: to that. Cold oh, chili dogs. Maybe. All the
0: people getting into the game who know nothing about games just to make a profit, who have semi ruined the hobby. Stell nachos. This is a good question. This is from at Mithril. It's Mithril Mage. With the internet, do we even need strategy guys anymore? i say yes, we still need them. And they still sell. They're nice they're nice. You cannot f- you still when you're in front of when you're playing a console game where it's Pokemon or whatever, it's nice to have a, a guy you can flip to, what do you have your laptop next to you and search their stuff? You still need a guy for yeah, some so things. Like technically
1: Technically you don't. I mean, you really don't. <laughs> I think from if 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 you're trying to pinch pennies, you know, you absolutely do not need a strategy guide. Um However, the last time I, I... mean, I haven't done this in a while, but if it's an RPG or something that I'm really interested in, like, I bought the strategy guide for Dragon Quest Eight just because it was pretty. And uh, fighting games, I love having a guide there. I love having a big, colorful book with a full move list directly in front of me yes. so that
0: I don't have to keep hitting start every time I'm learning a character. Um, this is at uh, Mailbag. Ian, <clears> do <throat> you need to use price charting to determine how much you charge for games or you use your best judgment based on local demands. Uh... A lot of it's local demand,
1: um, and then a, a decent amount is middle road average. Well, average, average eBay selling price. Um, now, a lot of times we'll ignore it. Um, there are certain. And actually, I'll probably talk about this somewhat at our panel. Uh, there are certain games that you can definitely get for cheap at a retail store that you would not get actually as cheap online, and it's because of things like uh, a game like, for instance, just Tecmo Cup Soccer Game. I'm probably going to use the same example. Uh, it's going to go for more online because collectors needed to finish their collection because it's hard to come by than it will at the store because whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm never going to move it unless a collector wants it, so I'm just going to give it to the collector for a more reasonable price. So pricing when you run, when you're running a business it's not a simple answer unfortunately it's it's a combination of all the things that
0: you mentioned yeah. at guts Ant does ian hate way forward yes yeah he says he says <laughs> Con- he says, contra four is considered among the best contra no it's not <laughs> no. Double dragon neon is the best Double dragon no it's not no since, it's, not. Since, it's not since the Game Boy advance format. he's a troll he's a troll he's
1: a troll neon is not the best and contra four can eat my dick those games are awful
0: uh, I don't even know what this is. Uh are questions going right to you. I don't know what the hell they are. I'm not going to ask them. Just ask them, and I can answer them. You're not the only person here. Okay, at Earthbound, Earthbound Geek, All <laughs> is, right. that, is that Rue? Is it ruined in Sky? <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Hey, Ian. What is your who's your favorite Azumanga Dale character? I don't know what that is. Azumanga Deo.
1: Uh Yomi, because she's the most grounded and down to earth. Is, is that a most reasonable? Game? No, Who's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a manga and an anime.
0: Why am I, why are we asking that? Because people want to know our answers. God. <laughs> At Narc, Pot, narc Pod Narc Podcast? That's a funny part. There's no old narc on our podcast. <laughs> what are your thoughts on cannibalizing NES games for repo cards? Example, Batman Return of the Joker cards from Mr. Gaming. I hate it. Especially since you can buy uh a lot of these, like there's there's Retro USB that does you could go to him and buy the parts to make it yourself. And you can't I- for gimmick. Anyways. That I thought you can't? You can't. Forgive me. Where do you How, think that came hold from? Hold on. They're making new boards available to
1: mass prop I'm getting there. My answer to this is is, is a bit more in depth because I have a friend who does this. Um I think if you're going to cannibalize something like cannibalizing something like Return Return of the Joker, I I I, I don't really like I don't really agree with that. It's a shame, because, it's because, hard to find. because it's a hard to find game. If you need to cannibalize a top gun to make uh, a translated version of something that you want to play on your Nintendo, sure. fine, do it. But I think Where's that's the problem. Story? It's not this question isn't, um...
0: Mr. Gimmick, my Mr. Gimmick is all yeah, new parts. It's, it's not, I know. I'm so getting, I'm getting it. It's
1: about. not one or the other. You know, I think... Oh, this is Dragon Feet. Sorry. I um,
0: place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Return, Anyways, Return of the Joker is a pretty extreme example yeah. of the scenario. Uh, they are making, because I actually asked my buddy who does this, because I, I texted him, I said, is it true that Gimmick is the only one that is the only one as, can only be done with you kind of the joke. And he's like, yes. He said, but they are manufacturing new boards for hobbyists who will be able yeah. to, to use that. Well, they're not available to the public then, apparently. Or if they are... Yeah, but you could have bought the Mr.
0: Gimmick uh,
1: from USB for like a year and a oh, half, sure. two years and, or and I'm not saying he did it, but I'm just saying, like, you know, as the hobby well, gets... it? Stop Sorry. talking. Okay. As the hobby gets bigger, they are making <laughs> the boards
0: for these things yeah.
1: more available to people who want to be able to what do more shame.
0: with it. You have to... Ruin a Return of the Joker. I've come across Return of the Joker, Joker three times in about ten years at swap meets. Maybe that. Right. My answer is, if it's Return of the Joker specifically we're talking about, that sucks,
1: but cannibalizing something like a Top Gun, I had a guy come in and buy, it was my friend, but. bought... Eighty dollars worth of one dollar NES games, so he can make
0: repro cards. for you know.
1: I don't care if he's yeah. making repro cards out of those. I of, don't of,
0: of you know of, of hoops. Who cares?
1: Yeah, no one is having a tougher time finding, for example, Top Gun because he bought these so he could make repros, and he's not making them to sell. He's making them for fun. He's making them to to you know have fun with. Uh, selling repros now that's
0: that's entirely different. Especially as a legit thing. Okay. Uh this is from at VG Heaven. Odd. I don't recall being able to rent Trevor Gravity 16 Who Cards as a kid. Were you? Only buys from Montgomery Ward, which was, uh, that was an East Coast sort of like... Yeah, chain. I remember that. As, we, as I said last week, I don't know about you, but I could rent them at the Easy Video, which was a regional chain I believe in New York and New Jersey. At least New Jersey. They had them for rent. I remember they had at least, I don't know, 10, 12 games. I mean, that's the only, only reason why I can remember playing Dragon Spirit was because I rented it. There was a place that. in Buffalo that
1: I remember I hated going there when my parents wanted to run to a movie. Mostly I had great selection for movies, but the video game selection per system was abysmal. Like, mm-hmm. 12 titles. But it was one of the only places I remember where you could get uh, Sega CD games or TurboGrafx games. Like, they had like all the systems represented, but they just had nothing available for any of the systems. And I i mean, I think that's
0: probably the only place where I can think of you know, I could have gotten those. Uh, this is it. Mega 5K. Megan? Oh. Are there any Wii U games that either of you are looking forward to in the coming year? I'd love to see what, who's in the new Smash. That's always fun. You know? And We've already see what shown them like. some of that. I don't follow it that, all, that closely. we you should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the Smash, but more for the 3DS and the Wii U. I'm curious to see what they do with Mario Kart 8. I meant to mention this before. Mario Kart seems to be one of those games that used to be big for Nintendo fans and has since really fallen out of favor. Well, it's the same game since
0: the past few I mean.
1: well no but that's the problem it's not like with the Wii one with the wide tracks and the scooters like people really couldn't stand that and like it seems like opinion's been really divided on Mario Kart 7 which I own and haven't played um, I don't think I played it either I haven't. <laughs> But uh I love the DS one that's fun I guess purely just see what happens with it if 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 that high rule Warriors is going to come up sure I want to see uh, what, what they're going to do with that
0: uh, Chase Nakarado is it right yeah Nakarado <laughs> Herado. Rat, 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 rat. Tell me, tell me why I should get a Turbo Sixteen? God, we always, we always going it. It's a it's, you don't have to get it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's good for shooters. I feel
1: like people want us to justify their spending of money on this system, and I can. It's a fun system with great shooters. Do you and like it,
0: shooters? Yes or no? That's basically what it comes down to. Do You want to get it just for Bonk and Splatterhouse? Probably not. Do or you legendary. like a lot of colors in your games? Good colors, good sound. I like good sound. Yes, you should. You should do it now. My,
1: my final answer on this, and we can skip all questions on this, but it's because I like Jace here. <laughs> if you're going to buy a Graphics or a PC engine, do it now. Do it now, because it's getting really
0: expensive. This is from Nathan Napier. Uh, though we see highlights of your flea market trips, how often do you sell <laughs> items you get to further fund the hobby? Um, at this point, the games that I do sell, I sell at the conventions, I sell at um, when I do the DVDs. I do not eBay sell. I really don't have time <laughs> to do it, and honestly, I have to pay for my trips because not everything's covered when I go to these conventions. But in I my think defense, you're leaning in, to in. everything. Leaning in. Um, I do sell all. The, all the games I sell are usually a lot lower than the other sellers. So much so that. They will come and buy a lot of my good games before the, the floor opens. So if they're selling, like uh, what's what's a good example? Where they, they so they bought like all of them. I think I think I had like a Mario Party three or two, and then I had a Mario Kart. So they had, probably had those prices at like forty each, and I think I had mine are twenty to twenty five something like that. And I have to almost prevent them from buying everything because it's like. It, it not just hurts it doesn't hurt 40 me. each that's what they were selling them for something like that Like, or smash for smash is easily 40 at these places it's fucking more than we charge yes so the point is is that like um, they will try to buy me out and I feel bad it's like I have to I have to make my money back uh, especially because a lot of these games I'm not getting a lot of these games for $2 sometimes you know there's money into them but the, but the fact of the matter is that I feel bad because it hurts the people coming to the conventions the most because they are they can't get a good deal yeah. The, they're, they're getting monopolized by by the the other the you know, the sellers there,
1: so it's tough. Well, that's it's, it's interesting that you brought up, and I think we might have talked about it before. But um, you know, people want to rail on you know, for having a, a price on a game, but um, if you price things too low, all that means is someone else is going to buy it and flip it. You know, you, yeah. you have you have to price yeah. you have to find the sweet spot where you can price something fairly, where you're not getting taken and the customer is not getting taken, and that's tough.
0: Yeah, I was talking about with Chris Kohler, because Chris Kohler was selling some of his mm-hmm. doubles. Uh, too and um yeah, he's he, he had the same he, that's why i was saying he said yeah we can't really sell them too low and he's actually right at least at, at least at, at that at a, at a, a convention went to closed group yeah because you you're, you're you're only getting burned yourself. i wish i could, i wish i could say that i can bring like a mario kart and sell it for five bucks someone wants it it'll go it'll go to a seller and even if it's not a guy recognized it'll be someone else that'll buy it for him yeah it's really it's it's shady that it's there's one there's one seller who i see that always plays who will be cool and he won't buy all of them he'll he'll buy a few right like he'll buy a few and he'll let me you know because he, he understands it I, I won't have anything to sell but he understands that some people want good deals i want to give you know the good deals i want to yeah. pass it on to someone you know so all right next question well uh, uh, this is a matt it was in the chat sentence destroyer how is it working with gerard on the completionist crossover? Also congrats again, Ian. Thanks. Um, um working with Gerard was really cool. He was professional. He was fun. Um he was very very good on sort of um bouncing ideas off of. Like he sent me the script. I he sent me what I my lines. I sort of rewrote stuff, sent it back, and he's like, Cool, let's do it. And yeah, it was it was fine, it was smooth. This is from at Acurus. What are your some of your two thousand fourteen predictions for the retro gaming community? I.e., What's hot, what's not, sleeper markets. Oh, it sounds like someone wants to get in the selling business. Um I think we've seen it. Well, Turbo Graphics is, has gone up a lot the past year and a half already. But uh, Sega Master System has gone up a decent amount too.
1: I feel like I feel like Turbo Graphics is going to keep going up. I feel like Sega Master System is already started to plateau. I feel like in terms of certain games that were high in demand that might go down, I feel like the um, I feel like the Conker's Bed Fur Day craze after this. Holiday season, you I, like I think it's going to go down. How's oh, it
0: going on? was always eighty dollars. No, it,
1: it, it's we sell. Yeah, I think it's it's somewhere around there. I think we do it for what $60? 70 It's it's going down though. Um, I feel like, and I will say this: I, I really did not expect this. Um, I don't know if the price will go down. I haven't looked, and we haven't had one in a while. But my calls for Earthbound have dropped like good seventy five. Eighty percent, and that's the virtual console. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I think it's it's partially because of that. I also think it's partially because people who wanted it got it, or people who really wanted it drove the price well, so high they, they they didn't want to buy well, it anymore. You can't speculate
0: on it anymore because of the virtual console. Right,
1: it's tough. By and so, large. anyways, i I spent the better part of two years fielding calls for that game every day. Really? Wow. And I've well, I would say a year a year and a half at least a year definitely um but in the past two months even around Christmas
0: nothing no one's looking for it good release more of them it's not not it was never a $20 game that's ridiculous I but I think it's dropped back down like in the one thirty last time. I
1: That's what I'm saying. Time. I haven't had one to look up, but I'm I'm assuming that. And, and I I called this somewhere. I think it might be on the podcast or maybe even during a marathon. But probably. I said that with the virtual console release, it's never going to drop down to the seventy to eighty range that it was once at. But it will probably normalize at like one twenty five. I think is probably where something a now. little bit
0: more reasonable. Yeah. for its rarity versus price, you know, there's got to be some semblance of sense at sure. some at some point. There has to be. Um. what's next here this is uh, Abe Randall hey Abe hello John or John Abe do you have any Christmas gifts you wanted as a kid but never got and would buy now Merry Christmas <laughs> Um. I'll keep
1: it short but I mean honestly that's kind of why I got into collecting so you can get the games you didn't have as you know it, it, it was, it was I, I, I didn't keep the collecting bug for long but you know like, like I said earlier got a job young uh, started going out when I was like, you know, sixteen, and I just started going to the flea markets and being like, I always wanted what that game was like five bucks, buy it. Um, and that's that's kind of it, you know. It, it was a lot of the video games that I grew up with that I never I never got.
0: Um, a Stoobie, I got a stupid still machine in my mid twenties, just because Those I was wa- awesome. I was the doghouse one. Yeah, the only one they had. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted it as a kid and never got one. So then I got it with my sister, and it was kind of disappointing, I guess, because you're twenty. Four at the time, using a stupid silicone machine is kind of depressing, actually. It's fun, but yeah, we've been fun. If I was seven when I wanted one. I like them anyway. Another the tourgraph question from at Ryu Wilson: Could either wow? People love the tourgraph sixteen. Could yeah. either of you recommend some must-have tourgraph sixteen games? Pick a few shooters. Blazing lasers is fantastic. Blazing
1: lasers is really good, and it's not right. super hard, so you can sit down and play it. It's for not the that long expensive.
0: Term. It's not that expensive. Um,
1: Bonk's good to get. Bonk one is going up in price, but get it now. Uh, it's very fun. Um, one of my favorite games for the system is and it's not very expensive, is Legendary Axe 2. Specifically the second one. Splatterhouse is fun. Splatterhouse yeah, is. is fun, but it's getting pricey. Um, They're all getting pricey. There's yeah, there's a lot of great games on that Soldier system. Soldier Blade,
0: you know. but if you, though.
1: If you if you want an action game to get started
0: on, grab uh, grab legendary axe two. Bloody wolf's fun for shooter. Oh Buddy Wolf, Wolf is great. Um at Kodiak 2114, how old were you the first time you beat Mario Super Mario Bros. without Warp Zones? I can't remember if I did as a kid. I can't remember.
1: I don't even know. Because I still, to this day, insist that I've never beaten Mario Bros. 1. And there are friends who are like, no, I've watched what? you beat it. We did, it. We did, it. did it on the marathon yeah. no, like last year or year before. me, like personally oh, you doing haven't? it. And so I, I think I probably did. But without Warp Zones? I don't know. I should probably just sit down and say I did it so that I can check that off.
0: Yeah, I remember the 7th se- the world being harder than the 8th, but the yes. 8th is hard, too. Uh, it's all the bullet bills in the 7th Yeah, world. I think I beat it last year. Uh, last marathon, I think I beat it last year. Yeah, you did. Um it's you. <laughs> this is not a question, but it is a question. At Jason Bourne, was Tom Hanks as Walt, Walt Disney the most perfect casting decision ever, or what? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. Well, Tom Hanks is a great actor, if anything. Sure. Okay. And another question about how you price games. Wow, too. Right. So let's skip that. Uh, this is at Deacon Despair. Do you remember Captain and the Game Master? Yeah, of course. Yep. I watched it every week. Awful. Awful nonsense. Do you find A Stranger was never a game made with him? With no, because it used too many characters from all over the Konami and Capcom. Right. And
1: I found it weird that that show even existed, even as a kid, because it, it, it was all. Was. And, and even mm-hmm. then, like, I always wondered. I still like the, the Mega Man. Didn't look like Mega Man. The Simon didn't look like <laughs> Simon. <laughs> like
0: this, yes, Mega Man. The
1: Icarus didn't look like, like it was. And Simon
0: Belmont Macri- was was a Pris, right? He was like,
1: eh. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, this is for a seven minute Psycho. I really like your show. Is there any possibility of doing this once a week? Maybe one, one week can be pre taped and another live. How raw used to tape on on, on the Tuesday afterwards. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But we want to be we want to be current. And as current as we can, and we can't do this every week. We we've, we've been doing this, one, we can't just because we don't have the time,
1: two, um, there are weeks where I personally feel like we're stretching for main topics, yeah. and if we, if we, we don't, what, yeah. look, if we did it every week, you wouldn't want to listen.
0: It would be a half hour long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, swap meat stories, eh. uh, This is from that demon on Garth. Have you ever watched any with King live action movies? There's only been two. <laughs> so, I mean, have you watched the one you can actually find, the one with uh, Sonny Chiba? Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that he doesn't do a bad job, but he does not look like him. The thing that makes Goldo Thirteen so distinct is that he doesn't look Japanese. He's Japanese. He looks Japanese slash Caucasian. Right. In, in the in the comics, it says he's either Japanese or Japanese, but he does not look like a, a regular Japanese person. Sonichiba actually does, and plus, Sonichiba in the movie did not have those distinct lines. Which theories are that? it's either plastic surgery, or that's just how he looks, and it's not clear uh, in the story, and it should never be answered why he has those distinct lines on his cheeks, and Sonny Sheep didn't have that in the movie, Um, the other one with Ken Takakura, which came out I think in 73, you can't find copies of it, I've looked can't find VHS you can't, it's not out there, it's not out there which is weird, I'd love to see it and Ken Takakura was a very famous Japanese actor as well at Dark Light Lantern, if you could bunker down and dedicate time to a single game over the Christmas break, which would you pick? Any console.
1: Mm, Persona 4 Golden.
0: i love to. If I had time to play Civilization 5, I'd love to. It would take over my life. Diablo 3. I'd like to go back to that. At Kirkland Kovacs. Kovacs. Hey, Pat, showing my friends your videos, my, and retro game collection. I got two more friends in the retro games because of you. Good job. Well, thank you for watching. Uh, question for Ian. At that Craig fellow what's the worst condition an item has been in that someone has come to the store to trade in? Also, hi, Pat. Hi, Craig.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I... I, I... Imagine it. I've seen it. Uh,
1: labels missing, cartridges missing, labels missing, screws. Um, I told the story on here a couple of weeks ago about a PS2 that had screws missing and the top was off, and the guy wanted to sell me the microchips. I've worked at Luna for seven and a half years. If you imagine it, it's probably happened or I've seen it.
0: The one with the cockroaches inside. That was it NES with cockroaches in it. Oh gosh! I mean,
1: we've we had. There was one where, where we, I, Treg has, Treg opened a system to repair it and like five live cockroaches scurried out and we had to, uh, spray down the store because like it created a problem.
0: Wow. Really? And
1: yeah, we've done it. I mean, a couple of times where, uh, we've, we've had to put systems in bags and, and hose them down with roach spray and double bag them and put them up back. Cause I mean, they're infested. Infested. People don't realize that
0: and they're giving you... Let me
1: put it this way. It got so bad that Treg and I can now smell roach shit from a mile away and we're like, we can't take this. And if they ask, we can open the drawer and we can show them the feces and we can... Yeah, no, Treg and I don't even take systems in like that anymore.
0: Speaking of feces, our last question, why are video game uh, graded games so many times more expensive than none? Does it cost money to get it rated? Or graded, I guess he means. Yes, but that's the reason they're getting them graded is they can try to charge exorbitant amounts more than what the game's actually worth if you bought it non-graded. That's why it's quote-unquote worth where it's not. It's not. It, it's, it's not. It's a pyramid scheme with two parties. Have you ever known? Yeah, exactly. That's all it exactly.
1: is. This, 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 they would not be worth more if people did not buy into the idea that
0: they That they're worth more. more because they're graded. And, I, I, it drives, and we've talked about it which before which, during- which, which, which then drives off the price artificially of sealed was, games in general because yes. then you think, oh, I can get a Super Mario Brothers sealed for $300. If I get it graded, I can then sell it for two grand. Because just because you think people might want it. And for those few assholes that do buy the graded games that much, they're, they're hurting everyone. Um,
1: we, we've talked about it before on a, I think during marathons or maybe previous podcasts, the other thing is I feel like it's VGA, especially video game grading, um, everything seems to be, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's actually taken seriously by the company that does it everything is 85 plus, everything everything is 85 plus, I remember very good,
0: this is why I'm, I'm against it for a number of reasons, and there are people in the community that are, unfortunately they get drowned out by the people I think, look at this as I'm gonna get rich with graded games Whatever. I don't want to get into graded games or stupid thing. You know, it is dumb. But there's a video that's online of, a, of people interviewing the guy who runs it. One of the reasons that he even says, look it up on YouTube about video game VGA like interview. It's, 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 it's the same, it's the same company that does it for toys and other things. One of the reasons he says, not just for preservation, he says it makes your games worth more money. He says that on this YouTube video. So he knows that the reason why people are paying money to get it graded for the, for the not just for a $35 acrylic case, which they are nice cases. That I don't have a problem with. I have cases for my NWC cards. He, he's tr- starting this business just so that Rube's. Think that their games is worth ten times more money just because there's a fucking sticker on it that says VGA 75 plus or 85 and it has an acrylic case, which is really ridiculous. Right. It's like, but to and it's also like, wear this magnet ring
1: it'll make you immortal. Take these pills, your wiener will get bigger. It's like, yeah. put it in this acrylic case and magically your game will be worth more money. At some point, I feel like that's not going to be true. You know, he, he's selling, he's, he's selling, he's selling the idea to you so he can make money on the idea. Yeah. That, oh yeah.
0: It's it's hand over fist money. Yeah and the fact that the, that people are grading prototypes, which is ridiculous. If you want to get a, a a prototype validated that's one thing. Validated one thing, graded, but they don't have the people to validate them first of all. Right. No. You know, there's people in the community that are experts on it that have handled hundreds Frank of Frank day. You know, for example, <laughs> he got won. fucking shouted out by that asshole, but whatever. We'll yeah. get into that. But um but that's one thing. But to grade an NWC grade card and the side of grade is stupid as hell. Well, yeah, I've gone off on that. And I got attacked by the people by that, and it's like you're an idiot. Well, NWC cart, the yeah. NWC cart. The gold one, the gold one too, which was greater, The guy took it apart. That's always on eBay. It's never going to sell cause it looks like shit. <laughs> split NW, apart. The
1: NWC cart by 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 how by. by, by. By how they were manufactured, look like crap. You can't. I know. You
0: can't I know I not grade it. I know. It's, I mean,
1: it's ridiculous. So. Well, the glue dots are less visible on this one. Well, no. yeah. I
0: think it's fake. And they were all thrown yeah. around in trucks and, yeah. you know, <laughs> and traveled a thousand miles and kids were beaten on. <laughs> None of them is perfect. Yeah. Merry Christmas. This was a horrible question to end the show. I know, A horrible question to end it on. BGA Grade, kids, <laughs> games, grade games sucks. Now we get people that hate us in the in the Q and A, but whatever. I don't All care. right, this is our last podcast for the year. We're going to try to do one before Magfest, maybe that Monday, December thirtieth. I don't know. We'll try to get we'll it see. out. We'll, we'll try to do a short one. Uh, this every two weeks thing's been great. And um, anything else Ian, going on? I mean, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy holidays. Hanukkah's already over, I think. It was early Hanukkah this believe year. Believe it is. Um, happy New Year. Be a good New Year. Time to go home. We'll see you at Magfest, Patney. We're going to sign off. I'm going to find out why... You stream is Free Hugs in the and podcast. Buttons. Free Hugs and Buttons. Free Hugs and Buttons. Mr. I'm afraid to talk to you on your free hugs out. Well, hugs are a
1: quick way for me to get rid of people.
0: <laughs> I don't don't this is that more scary or creepy what you just said.
1: <laughs> oh, goodbye.
0: All right guys, we're signing off the last completely unnecessary podcast for 2013 and we started in August and we doing them for 4 months. I would like to thank everyone
1: for Listening, I mean, we have been doing this for longer than I ever really thought it would go. Okay. You know, people seem to enjoy it, so thank you.
0: It's, it's, it's semi growing. Semi growing. Just like your, your chin fuzz <laughs> is semi growing. It allows me to think. Alright, I take you home. I'm gonna go back and cook my chin fajitas. Everyone, we're signing off. Your chin fajitas? Chin fajitas! Goodbye. Bye, everyone!